Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... That word learning is is key. Learning through research, learning through others, educating yourself, investing time into knowledge. And you can do that by asking the internet. You can also do that by talking to people face-to-face, potential customers, or going to networking events or doing online workshops. You name it. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 247 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Anne-Marie Walton. Anne-Marie Walton is an example of how technology and caring can enable anyone to make a positive impact in our world through community, business and career. From the Ipswich region in Queensland, she is a proud, mature-aged, non-technical female founder. She's the sole owner of Kids Want You, a tech-based social enterprise supporting parents and carers to engage face-to-face with their kids in real life. Anne-Marie is the Queensland Social Enterprise Council Regional Champion for the Ipswich and West Morton region. She's also employed as an entrepreneurship facilitator under a federal government initiative, providing free business mentoring, training and networking events to her region. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss Anne-Marie's insights into founding a startup and supporting regionally based entrepreneurs. So Anne-Marie, as always, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Tom. So, Emery, to kick things off, can you please share a little bit about your background and what led you to your passion in social enterprise and small business and starting up Kids Want You? Okay, well, I've been on this planet a while and I've got many, many years experience originally in human resources and business operations across corporate, small business and and volunteer community work. But what I'm most proud of is being a mum. And I probably spent about 20 of my years primarily being a full-time mum. And I'm proud of the wonderful adults our kids have grown up to be and the relationship I have with them. So that's kind of what took me to taking the success I've had and working out how to share that with other families and parents who asked about all these activities and ideas and things we did together. I just realised that now is the time that technology enabled us to get these clever ideas and share them with the world. Mm, Absolutely. Well, I think as a parent myself, I can certainly relate to some of the the value that you offer with Kids Want You, that's for sure. So you're the CEO there. You've been working on this for a while now, Amory. So tell us a little bit more about your purpose with Kids Want You and how this platform operates. Sure. It's been a slow, long side hustle. But I think that that's important because the longer it's taken, the more learnings I've had. Mm. The, the premise of what I want most is just to help parents and carers do the best that they can 
for those of you who who are parents out there, we all love our kids, but sometimes it's just those little moments where you might not necessarily like them that much or when you're really, really tired and you're exhausted and you just can't think anymore, but you want to have that engagement. So I, I remembered those moments and I see a lot of younger parents out there now who've been brought up with screen, as a screen generation mm. who haven't necessarily had the benefits of increased face-to-face, one-on-one engagement that those of, you know, of my era did. Yep. So I wanted to make that accessible to anybody, no matter what their culture, their background, their financial situation. So now, did you have another part of that question? Yeah, so if I were to be a parent, you know, or a listener is there going, well, how, do, how does this actually work? Tell us a little bit more about the platform then, you know, and, and how we access this and, and unlock some of those activities or things we can be doing with our kids. Well, it's a nice, simple, four-step mobile app and it provides customised ideas for, for fun activities that you can do together anywhere um, with kids away from technology. So we're, we're using technology to help you for ideas in real life. The activities or fun games you can do around the house just with everyday items or even imagination, up to 15 minutes or up to 30 minutes. And the way it works is it's personalised for each family. You pick um, whether you were doing an activity with one or multiple kids, the app knows their general age, whether you've got that 15 or 30 minutes, whether you want to do something inside or outside, and then the clincher is what topics are of interest to you as the adult that you would like to do. And then we use algorithms to go through and suggest some fun things that everybody is going to enjoy, that it's going to match the family. And you can go through, have a look at the steps. There's a bit of gamification in there for the kids. And then once you've had a look at those steps, put the phone down, have that time together, that engaged face-to-face time and feel a little bit less guilty if they're going to jump back onto the computer or letting them go and watch two movies in a row. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it sounds like a great platform, Emery, and no doubt you've hit a few hurdles along the way in developing this up. So tell us about a big mistake that you've made and what you learned from it, because so many of these founders that we come across really do find themselves in some sticky situations, and I think we can all learn a lot from them. Now, I have to choose between two. I mean, there there have been multiple mistakes, but when we come to the biggest, probably the, the first and foremost was... Early on, I built our first version, like our our first beta product and got it in the app stores too early. I didn't test it well enough beforehand with parents. I'd I'd run some focus groups, I've gotten some feedback, but it didn't work well enough. It was an expensive lesson in time and in dollars. And so I shut that down and I got busy um, with life and work and opportunities, which takes me to my second mistake, which probably helping others before me, trying to balance the need for income and, and having a, a, a roof over our head and, mm. and doing living the life that we want to versus the commitment to the business. And my next version is on its way very, very soon. Thank you to all those long-suffering crowdfunding supporters. What I realised is I needed help. couldn't just do it by myself and my mistake was taking too long to do that. Mm. So I positioned myself where... I could afford to bring on some team. I've done that recently and I should have done that a long time ago. But mistakes aside, I am excited for 2021. 
Absolutely. I think we all are, right? After what's been a shocker of a year for, for many of us internationally. Yes. Now, we spoke a little bit earlier about your federal government-assisted role essentially as a, as a regional porter of, of other businesses, and you support a lot of entrepreneurs along the way. So what steps then would you recommend any sort of impact-led entrepreneur consider at these early stages of starting their own enterprise? It's pretty easy for me, and I mean, I learn from my experience, but that word learning is is key. Learning through research, learning through others, educating yourself, investing time into knowledge. And you can do that by asking the internet. You can also do that by talking to people face-to-face, potential customers, or going to networking events, or doing online workshops, you name it. But even networking events, not going along to sell, but to build confidence, talking about yourself, engage from others and draw inspiration and knowledge from others. So for me, anybody, no matter what stage in business, is all learning. I think that's really important. And the other aspect for me personally, and I've noticed that I can see people move faster when they check their mindset. For me, I live by the motto, embrace change. Mm. If you're aware that if you want to move, if you want to be successful in business, in life or anything, things are going to be different. And if you're willing to embrace that, things can move a lot faster. Yeah, great point there, Anne-Marie. So tell us about a few inspiring projects or initiatives or other social enterprises that you've come across recently, which are creating some great positive social change. There are very many. I suppose I have one one favourite, and I don't know that she would be well known to you, Helen Black and her team at Work Restart. Mm. So they run a program in like prison where they help those on the inside better prepare for being outside to gain sustainable jobs or self-employment opportunities. And knowing and understanding the benefits that can come not only to those people, but to society as a whole is quite extraordinary and understand helping people understand where their strengths are and what they can do to leverage it for a better life for themselves and all of those that they interact and then the financial benefits and savings that that can bring to to government and society so so it's probably easier if i say that helen and and work restart are up there one of the things rather than naming specific individual social enterprises i really like those who have a one-for-one or similar, whether it's a product or service, they're getting on with their business, they're doing something that is adding value to business or society, but they are also providing access to their product or their service to those who might not otherwise be able to access it. Mm. Well, there's plenty of good examples out there. and There's too many, so I don't want to name one, two gonna... or three and then feel bad at missing out some others. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's very wise. But it's funny you mentioned Helen because Helen's been mentioned recently a few times in other podcasts too, and she's certainly doing some great work out there and, and the team at Works Restart showed me out at the Borellan Correctional Centre um, some really, really interesting initiatives. So great to see that all unfolding out there. So finally, Anne-Marie, let's talk about some books, books, blogs or resources, podcasts. What would you recommend to our listeners? I have a big spreadsheet with 
all these podcast books and webinars and the like that I say, I want to get to that and I'll pop it and I'll pop it in the spreadsheet and I'm going to go back to it. And I don't, it's getting, it's growing longer and longer and longer. But one of the things that I have found that I go back to is Startup Focus, which is a book by two very successful Aussie entrepreneurs, Mick Lubinskis and, and Phil Morley. That's because it takes lean and agile thinking that people talk about in the innovation and the technology sector and puts it in nice little easy to, to grasp and understand snippets and, and makes you face those hard questions when you're growing a business or a business idea, but in a friendly way. So, so I really like Startup Focus. Anything, whether it's a webinar, podcast, book by, by Seth Godin mm. around that marketing and understanding customers yeah. and, and, and users. Uh, and then this one isn't necessarily a business book, but it makes me feel good. Zen Pencils is is a publication or publications by Gavin Ungtung, who is a, a Sydney-based illustrator. And he puts, he creates cartoon quotes from inspirational folks. So if you think of some amazing quotes or, or short speeches that you may have come across in the past, he turns them into visuals, into cartoons. And so you can just grab one out, open it up, and within three to four pages, you can leave feeling inspired and positive about moving ahead. Sounds like a great resource there. So we'll stick some links through to those in the article as well, Amory. So thank you so much for, for sharing your experience and insights quickly today, Amory. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll look forward to following your journey as you progress with Kids Want You. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about all the wonderful things that you're doing to help and support other people too with Impact Boom, Tom, and really keen for next year, as is everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below, and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.